Okay, let's get to the word tonight. I want to preach a word about so valuable. So valuable. You know, something of value is something that's treasured by you. And you know, like I said, this a few days ago, the Queen uh, passed away. She's like I said, she's gone to be with the Lord. She was a, she was someone who really believed in the Lord. And she was valuable to so many people. There's a lot of people mourning and grieving at this particular time because even though most of us never met her, of course, a lot of people felt they knew her. And she was like a mom or a grandma or a great-grandma to them. And there was this kind of heart connection. Um, and she was somebody that could be admired. She was a wonderful example. She had such a community spirit and such a servant's heart. And her job must have been so difficult, so difficult. I can't imagine, you know, she's had a lot of heartbreak through some of the family members and things that have, haven't gone really well and, you know, people who are not serving God or loving God the way that she does. And there must have been a lot of heartbreak and disappointment in her life. But she is a wonderful example. And a lot of people kind of drew their strength from her and they admired her. So that's a valuable thing to have in your life. Somebody that you can, you may not even know them, but they are a wonderful influence on you. And you can think, I would like to be like that. So these sort of things are valuable. So what, what do most people consider as valuable? Well, you know, I'm not saying these things are sinful, but you know what? Money. Most people take money. Money's valuable. Uh, having a house. Um, knowledge, for some people knowledge and academic achievements, these are valuable things. For others, just time, even time out, just a little bit of peace and quiet, that's valuable. For most people, a secure income, because you can make plans when you've got a secure income. For others, depending on their situation, it might be just freedom. Just freedom might be valuable. Freedom from being nagged. <laughs> freedom from feeling afraid. You know, different kinds of freedom that people might think, is that, that's so valuable to me. And then there's good health. Good health is a valuable thing. Very valuable thing. If you don't have good health, then it can affect every area of your life. But usually when you talk about valuable, if you look it up, it's something that's valuable. Like we think of you know, artworks like the Mona Lisa and, you know, mansion houses and things like that as being valuable. But when you talk about valuable, it really talks about the small things, the little things that are really valuable. You know, like your old teddy bear or your old doll or some letters from somebody that are very, have sentimental value. These things can have more value than things that are, have monetary value. And so I want to look at some things uh, that uh, appear in the Word of God that are valuable, that we may not consider if we think in a worldly sense or a, on the physical plane are valuable. So I want to go to um, see what God thinks is valuable, okay? And in this particular passage, it's uh, Jesus is sitting and says, Jesus sat opposite the treasury. This is where they brought the money into for the house of the Lord. Jesus sat opposite the treasury 
and saw how the people put money into the treasury. And many who were rich put in much. Okay? You'd expect that. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which was the a mite was like the tiniest coin of the day. Two tiny, tiny coins. And so he called his disciples to himself and he spoke to them. Okay? So Jesus is sitting observing something and he sees all these rich people putting money in. And then he sees this little widow, one poor widow. She puts in two tiny little coins. And so he thinks this is a valuable opportunity to give a lesson to these disciples that I'm training up. So he called the disciples to himself and he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. And so he's basically saying, look, all the rich guys put in a lot. They put in a lot. They could afford it. But this poor widow, she put in out of her lack, out of her poverty. She put out, a, it's easy to give when you've got a lot. Oh yeah, no worries, I'll give it. But when you've got the last two coins, it says all she had, everything she had, she put it in. And you might think, wow, that's pretty stupid. It's not. Sometimes when you have the least to give, you should give it because it impresses the Lord. He sees everything. It says Jesus was sitting looking. Jesus sees everything. He saw the rich people giving out of their riches, but he saw this poor widow giving out of her lack. Okay? They could afford to give. She couldn't afford to give. Okay? The interesting thing here is that when it says poor widow, we automatically think widow means someone whose husband has died. Yeah? That's what we think. Widow means someone whose husband has died. But in the Hebrew, widow means someone whose husband is dead, but it also means this, an abandoned woman with no means of financial support and therefore in need of special legal protection. So it was any woman who had been abandoned for whatever reason and had need. So here, these people are giving out of their abundance, but she's the needy one and she's giving to them. And you might think, well, this passage purely is about the generosity and the faith of this woman. But it wasn't just addressing her. There was more to it than this. And if you go and read this passage, you will see that at the beginning of this passage, like um, a few verses before it, verse 38, he called his disciples to him and he said this to them, beware of the scribes, these were the, some of the religious leaders, who desire to go around in long robes, in other words, they want to look good, they love greetings in the marketplaces, so they want to be recognised, they want the best seats in the synagogues, 
the Alawite the best because they deserve it. And the best places at feasts who devour widows' houses. So Jesus had said this, watch out for these religious leaders who want all the, want all the uh, appreciation, want all the recognition, and they take, they're takers. And they devour widows' houses. In other words, they put pressure on these widows to give. And so here she is, and she's giving. And Jesus is saying, look, it's not just about her giving, it's about these guys, and they're going to take this money, and if you read the rest of this passage, they were taking the money for the building of the temple, for the building of the house, okay? And he said, this temple's going to come down. In other words, you're putting all this money in for a building, but this woman is in need, and you're putting pressure on her to give. So he was basically rebuking these religious leaders for not recognising the need that she had, for not valuing her and her position. A great lesson in there. That's what he's trying to teach his disciples at the time. You know, she gave everything. Do you think that this woman went away and lacked? No way. Because Jesus saw. Jesus acknowledged he loved the way she gave. So there's no way that she would have gone without after that. And you know, he watches us with our giving as well. You know, they had hard hearts, but she had an open heart. They gave out of duty. She gave out of faith. She gave out of faith. So this was an incredible, valuable lesson for them. So this is a widow or a woman who is lacking really lacking at this point I want to go to a passage where there's somebody who has quite, quite a provision actually and it says when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper a woman came to him having an alabaster flask a beautiful flask of very costly fragrant oil and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. <laughs> now, if you're sitting at the table at dinner time and someone pours oil on your head, you probably won't be very impressed, okay? But this is a significant, valuable lesson and an insight into what God thinks is valuable. So she has come, she's got a very expensive flask of very expensive oil, okay? And it says she poured it on his head. She didn't just put a few drops. She didn't just put a sprinkle. She, she poured it on his head while he was sitting at the table. This sounds like a pretty bizarre story, but it's not. When the disciples saw it, they were indignant. They weren't upset that it missed his hair up. <laughs> they were indignant. They said, why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. So they were very upset with this woman. She comes in, she pours about a year's worth of wages in oil on his head. She's honouring him. She's anointing him. She's worshipping him. And they're saying, 
Why are you wasting that oil? <laughs> Anything that is given to Jesus is not wasted. And then they said this, this fragrant oil, it's worth a lot. You should have sold it. We could have given the money to the poor. So it sounds like they really cared about the poor. Sounds like they really had a, a tender heart for the poor. What did Jesus say? Well done, fellas. No, he didn't. He said, when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, why do you trouble the woman? In other words, why are you giving her a hard time? Why are you bothering her? Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. What she did was a good work. It was an act of worship, of reverence. He says, you have the poor with you always. But me you do not have always. For in pouring the fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. In other words, she knows what's going to happen. She's anointing me ahead of time for my burial. She knows I'm going to die. She's doing this to honour me while she can. And he's saying, you've always got the poor with you. Were they doing anything for the poor? Probably not. He said, they're always here. But you don't have me here. He's saying, you're thinking that the oil is more valuable than my presence. And some people are like that. You think, wow, they really missed it. But you know, there are people who think stuff and things are more valuable than Jesus and more valuable than being in his presence. What an honor she had to be in the presence of the Lord and to do that for him. So we see here that they were putting more significance on the value of the physical thing, the oil, rather than being in the presence of God and valuing that moment that they had. And he's saying, you've missed, you've missed the importance of this. You've missed how valuable this act has been. And then the next verse after that says, this will be known as a memorial to her. And, and it is, we keep talking about it. We continue to talk about this. So, we see here that she had, she had an abundance actually to pour out and she used it. The other woman, the poor widow, she had very little, but what they had, they valued him more. They valued the things of God more than what they had, okay? What else is of value? What else is valuable? I just want to go through a few verses here. You know, good friends are valuable. Good friends are valuable. In Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 it says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labour. They can work together. They can be teamwork. This is just for two. If you've got more than two, even better. For if they fail, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. That's a profound passage. It's good to have people in your lives. It's good to have a good companion, a good friend, who will walk the walk with you who will go through the ups and downs, through the valleys and the mountains with you of life. 
And if one of you falls, the other can lift them up. You know, usually if you're having a bad day, the others are having a good day. If you're having a good day, they might be having a bad one. You can help each other, okay? But God forbid that you be alone. Nobody wants to be alone and have no one. No one. So having a good friend, at least one good friend, is of great value. Great value. Another one, this is one of my favourite passages. What else is valuable? A good name. You can't get back a bad name. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Of course, most people say, yeah, I want great riches. But I'm telling you, if you've got great riches and a bad name, you can't buy it back. You can't. Loving favour rather than silver and gold. The favour of the Lord is far beyond silver and gold. When God gives you favour, it is far better than silver or gold. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. Everyone is valuable in the sight of the Lord. Rich, poor, young, old, black, white, Jew, Gentile. The Lord is the maker of us all. So we all have these things in common. We are valuable in the sight of the Lord. And you can be a poor person and have a good name and a rich person have a bad name. It all equal out, equals out. It all equals out. So keep a good name. Keep that in the... I always keep that, you know. I want to be a good example. I want people to think well, not just of me, but well of the Lord. I want to represent the Lord well. To have a good name. I know that you do too. So a good friend, good name. What else? Someone who cares for you, genuinely cares for you. That's a very valuable thing. There's a wonderful passage in um, the book of Luke about uh, the good shepherd and how he goes out. He's got a hundred sheep and one goes astray, the lost sheep, and he goes after that one. You know, if you have a hundred sheep, you probably think one went missing, not going to miss one. But the Lord knows everyone and he will go after that one. Leave the 99 because they're okay and go after that one who has strayed. And he will go after you and me. Even if we think, nobody misses me. Nobody's going to miss me. The Lord knows exactly where you are and where you to find, find you. And he will go. And he will use the shepherd's rod to bring you back. <laughs> or he will bring the shepherd's hook to lift you up and carry you out of danger. He will take care of you. That's very valuable. Knowing that someone cares enough to leave what's seemingly important and come after you. Every single one of us is valuable to the Lord. How do I know? It's in the Word of God. In Luke chapter, 20, Luke chapter 12, Jesus says this, are not five sparrows, this is just little birds, sparrows are a pest in some places, <laughs> are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? Small birds, not particularly grand, and two copper coins, very little money. 
And not one of them is forgotten before God. Tiny little pesky birds and a little bit of money. And God is aware of that. He doesn't forget these things. They're part of his creation too. But he says this, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. See, he knows the number of hairs on our head. Every minute detail of our lives. It's amazing to me. Amazing. Imagine counting all the hairs on our heads. <laughs> it reminds me of those, those um, things where they put like a a whole lot of lollies or something in a jar and they say guess how many lollies are in the jar and you can have it <laughs> guess how many hairs are on your head pretty impossible okay and then he goes so he's talking about sparrows here and then a few verses down he says this to the disciples he said to his disciples I say to you don't worry before he said don't fear now he's saying don't worry fear is different from worry actually he said, don't fear. And now he's saying, don't worry. Don't worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you'll put on it. Life is more than food, and the body's more than clothing. Life is more important, okay? Life is far more important than worrying about physical things. He's saying, go up to the next level in your thinking. And then he says this, consider the ravens. So before he was talking about sparrows, now he's talking about ravens. I don't know what the bird th analogies are, but here we go. He said, consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap. These basically are scavengers, which have neither storehouse or barn. In other words, they don't store anything up. They're not keeping anything. Some people, they spend their whole life accumulating things. They don't have anything. He said, but God feeds them. God takes care of them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? This is a great valuable lesson. You know, some people spend their whole lives trying to get this and trying to get that. And when they get it, they just hold on to it. They don't trust God. He said, be like a raven. Be like a raven. God's going to feed them. Trust. It's about trust. It's about the provision of God. It's about the faithfulness of God towards his creation. And therefore, how much more value? He's saying, if I provide for these little creatures, how much more value are you? Sometimes we think, how's this going to work? How's that going to happen? I don't know if it's going to work out. Of course it will. If God feeds the sparrows and he feeds the ravens, he's going to take care of us. He's going to take care of every single one of us. He's saying, you are way more valuable than these creatures. And then I want to just go to this last, I could go to so many verses, but this is the last one I want to go to, 1 Peter. Of how much value of you? God sent his precious son, Jesus, to die for us. Knowing that we were not redeemed, in other words, the price for our salvation was not redeemed or paid for with corruptible things. 
like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The valuable precious blood of Jesus is what paid for our sins, cleanses us from our sins. The sacrifice that he made, the valuable son of God, because God values us, shed his precious blood so that we can have eternal life. We can be righteous before the Lord in the day of judgment. It secures our future. Free gift of salvation. How great a salvation. How valuable, how valuable is that? And how valuable are we in the eyes of God? Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for the assurance that you give us, the security that you give us. Lord, the free gift of salvation to those who believe and receive. When we confess with our mouths what we believe in our hearts, Lord, you say we are saved. Lord, how valuable is that, that we don't have to earn our salvation. And Lord, you guarantee help now and a future that is secure. Lord, you give us your presence. You give us your word. You give us your Holy Spirit. You give us your love and your peace, your forgiveness. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, so many things, your promises. These are the valuable things in our lives. It's not about stuff. It's not about money. It's not about things or importance or fame. The truly valuable things are those things which you value. Help us, Lord, to value the things that are truly valuable to you. Thank you, Lord, that we are of great value to you, that you love us with an everlasting love. Lord, I just pray for those right now who are struggling with their identity, struggling with their security, struggling with believing the word of God for their lives. Just help us, Lord, to be more than overcomers, to have that assurance that we are so valuable to you and to those around us. Lord, bless those friends in our lives. Help us to have a good name, to honour you, to be generous like the widow, to be generous and unafraid like the woman who poured the oil. Nothing is a waste when it's given to you, Lord, and we give ourselves to you tonight afresh in Jesus' name. Amen.
Hallelujah. God bless you. Have an awesome week. Say hi to someone. If anyone wants prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, take care. See you online.